When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, birds? What up, birds? As you know, we are still on hiatus from our regular recordings up from me 12 while we wait and support the actor's strike. But we've missed you guys and decided to jump back behind the mic and cover some shock free work. Uh, we present to you our miniseries, Let's Make a Mixtape. We, of course, would love to hear back from you guys. Um, but for the time being, make sure to support the strikers, the studios, pay your workers, listeners, and enjoy. What up, bros? And welcome to our mini series, Brummy's Represents. Let's make a mixtape. I'm MC Siege. And I am DJ Tony Coitus on the ones and twos. <laughs> and together we are taking you on a trip down memory lane, reminiscing on those MySpace days, LimeWire downloads, and making the ultimate bruh-tastic playlist. Tony and I each will select 10 tracks that'll give you the throwback mixtape experience. We're jamming to music exclusively from our formative years, spanning the 1980s, 90s, up to 2010. At the end of the episode, we'll share links to our new mixtape and let you, the audience, decide on who had the better mixtape. First, Tony's special formula uh, for a hot no-skip playlist. Our mixtape must include these categories. Track number one, an upbeat dance number. Track number two, a mid-tempo groove. Track number three, power ballad. Track number four, dance track. Track number five, a catchy earworm. Track number six, a self-reflective bop. Track number seven, a funky groove. Track number eight, a deep cut. Track number nine, acoustic or retro vibes. And then track number 10, an epic finale. Uh, this week, uh, I, I have to say, I'm really excited. And I feel like this one like maybe spans the largest like gap just in terms of time. But we are talking about divas from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Honestly, uh, this was the hardest one for me because really? of that exact reason. Like multiple times I was like, no, this person is from before the 80s. This yes, person's after yes. 2010. So I had to yes. adjust. Um, for just, just for some context, a diva has many meanings. Mm -hmm. But the most popular form is a female performer, usually opera singer, who is extremely talented, but very imperious and temperamental. The distinguishing factor is that her talent permits somewhat uncouth behavior. <laughs> you don't hear the word uncouth very often. Uncouth. That's a that's a polite way to say rude as fuck. <laughs> a diva is not necessarily difficult to work with. She is just very professional and has a low tolerance for incompetence. So. I'm so every black woman I've ever met's a diva. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I, when I was like, "What do you think of diva? What do you think of it?" I was like, "Black women, black, yeah. like, 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 like <laughs> command the room." Right. <laughs> uh, but before we go into the playlist, TC, set the tone, take us back. Well, you know when we were talking about 
topics that we wanted to cover throughout this series, it was kind of impossible not to see what's happening with Beyonce and Taylor Swift and just like the major players in music right now are all women. And so we were just like, you know what, there's something to this that like we want to capture in our mixtape. So we decided to, you know, do that within our diva playlist. Absolutely. And uh, I, I could not be more excited to get started, mostly because I want to see which ones you have. As we know, this time, T gets to go first. Uh, for those of you who don't know, when we are making the mixtape, um, we are doing draft rules. So once the song is selected, it's off the board. The other person can't use it. I hope you have backups. I had to, like, literally have, like, like uh, what is it called? Like a tree of, like, <laughs> if he chooses this song, my entire playlist goes a different direction. <laughs> wow. Honestly, I feel like this is the play playlist that I'm the least worried about us having any overlap. Really? There's so many divas to choose from, from so many different genres. And then also it's like you choose a Whitney Houston. Well, we got 20 songs to choose from. So I really doubt we're going to overlap, but I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see. Okay. Uh, you want to jump right in? Yeah, okay. So one of the things that we talked about was this idea of defining a diva. Like, yes, we have the definition that you gave, but it can kind of be applied to, like, the way we use it in society could be towards someone with immense talent. It could be an attitude. Also, sometimes it's like a style icon becomes a diva. So there's many different ways to define it. Um, so as we jump into track number one, the upbeat dance number, I could not let this artist not be on this playlist. And I'm sure it might surprise you, but track number one for me, Lose Control, Missy Elliott. Oh, actually, actually, I'm so happy. Here's the thing. I'm happy for two reasons. One, I'm happy that you did not choose my number one. Because <laughs> I was really, I was really like, it all hinges on me having this number one. And second of all is Missy deserves. She just deserves. She deserves. Any and everything. Everything. All the time. And so the fact that you were opening up with Missy Elliott is amazing. What was the song that you said? Music makes you lose control. Music makes you lose control. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the reason I chose that song is because it's like, the most upbeat dance number it's one of my favorite like you drop this at the club and like i'm on the dance floor but to your point like missy elliott to me is someone who deserves her flowers not just for what she's done um you know throughout that time period but what she's continues to do with music she is an innovator i mean when i think about superfly like that first music video mm. I was just like, I remember me and my cousins, this was back in like the early mid nineties when all we did was watch music videos. And we were just like, what is this? It was so original. It was so unique. And between her visuals and her um, actual music, everything yeah. is just sounds like she's from a different planet sometimes. And I just, I love how like she's in the future yet somehow it's a throwback and somehow it fits in the moment every single time. So I, I had to Absolutely. give Missy her flowers. I, I love that. It's funny that you say that because um, I remember not too long ago, she got the Video Vanguard Award. And I was like, yeah, how could you not recognize how amazing and how many iconic and almost like surrealist, Dolly-esque music videos that she It's like she literally made music videos an art form in a way that we just don't get anymore. And in a way that I, you know, I felt like she owned the music video space that was largely preoccupied by men. Not to say that women weren't doing music videos, but I didn't see um, a lot of female artists taking the risk that she was taking, at least initially. And it seemed like she kind of opened the pathway for that. So 
Absolutely. Okay, my track number one, since mm. you did not use it, and I'm so excited, is you know me, I like to tell a story when I'm uh, making these mixtapes, and so I opened up with one of the most iconic, the diva of divas, the one, the only, Mariah Carey fantasy. Mm. <laughs> obviously mariah had to get on the list obviously the obviously, diva of all divas. divas yeah divas of all divas like uh i was like fantasy it's just like the way that that song opens up and then she just hits you with that high note and then the song drops and we're just like having a good time we're driving around in a car it's a sunny day um, that is the vibe of that song, by the way. Right? Is driving right? around on the sunny day. I don't know how we all have that imagery. Maybe it's <laughs> left over from the music video, but that's immediately the vibe. No, it's just like that's the vibe of the song, and like, like it's just a fun song. It's a great opening track, and yeah, that's it's my number one. What made you choose that song over her catalog? The rest of her catalog. Again, in reality, when I was looking at every, this is why I said it was so important. Because when we said divas, my mind said Mariah. And then Obviously. it was like, well, which Mariah song? And just the way that that one opens up. And then you also know that one has a tie to a movie that we can't talk about right now. But <laughs> like, I just think of that song and I was just like, it's it, it represents the 90s. It represents Mariah. It represents divas. It gets her high, signature high note. Mm-hmm. Like it just had everything that I wanted. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm... I have a Mariah song as well, but it's not that one, and it's later on in the playlist. But I do want to say this about Mariah Carey, that I feel like younger generations don't realize what it was like when Mariah would drop a new song every year of the 90s, and it was played nonstop. It was number one. We couldn't get enough of it. She was writing her own music. She was coming up with incredible uh, like melodies, but also the lyricism within the melodies, too. Like introducing like like words like everest like i don't know just like she used to always like put these big words within her lyrics and make it sound like super interesting and poetry and um i just i love that she's a singer songwriter and i I feel like a lot of people don't understand that her hits are attributed to her yeah attributed to her and like in a way like I, i didn't even think i was going here but in a way she is like a mix of ariana grande and taylor swift in the sense mm. that, like, she, like, her songwriting, her personality, her voice yep. really defined her. And she was the number one throughout the 90s. Also, the one of the biggest crushes I had in the 90s was Mariah Carey. I mean, oh, I my did. God, how could you not? <laughs> Jeez. Um, that honey music video every time i'm done <laughs> yeah. I, I have so many uh thoughts about that but okay uh let's move on to track number two track number two our mid-tempo groove i'm gonna go with someone who i consider to be a diva and who i know has been called a diva both in the positive way and the not so positive way track number two goes to miss lauren hill's do up that thing oh i love it so it's so funny that you say that because i i'm not gonna lie i had to fight to put Lauren Hill in this playlist, not because she doesn't have great songs, she has so many great songs, but I was like, if we're talking divas, if we're talking difficult yet talented, if we're talking someone who, when you book the recording studio, is she gonna show up? I don't know. <laughs> Anyone's get- Her presence yeah. is a present. The closest, yeah, she has the closest reputation to like Naomi Campbell <laughs> in yeah. terms of, you know what? Like, like we, we booked her, we'll see if she shows. We'll see what happens. Every time Everybody someone's like, hey, 
Lauren Hill's doing a show. The Fugees are reuniting. I'm like, are they though? And they're like, well, I bought the ticket. Uh, did you know? <laughs> you bought the ticket to what? To stand around for four hours? Okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. You again, when you go to a Lauren Hill concert, you are going to be around other people who like Lauren Hill, not necessarily to see Lauren Hill. Very different things. Two different things. But that. I. The thing that I wanted to include with Lauren Hill was that this Miseducation album, which I actually have on vinyl behind me, um, mm -hmm. one of my favorite albums of all time, probably one of the best albums of all time. Um, and it, again, is another female artist who has an incredible voice. She was able to sing and rap in a way that was able to impress the thuggiest of thugs, but also like the vocal greats of her time, like Aretha Franklin. And she was also writing all of her stuff too. Miseducation of Lauryn Hill is the story of Lauryn Hill in so many ways. And each track is a different version of love and how love affects us in our lives. And it's just, it's it's beautiful. So in terms of talent, it's there. Attitude, it's there. Style, the 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 hair, everything. I mean, another crush of mine from the 90s, she, it was there. So she had to be on my list absolutely and this is also a one that is a great driving song too that every time it comes on ba, 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 i love the the, the little motown philly s do 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 yeah it has great <laughs> harmonies um boy you know you better watch out the girls <laughs> them girls are only about <laughs> that thing that thing it's so catchy and it just it, it it kind of is able to take the essence of those soul song from the 60s and update it in a hip-hop way. So I love that. Also, it's just like, it's just pure poetry. It's been three weeks since you've been looking for your friend, the one you let hit it and never called you again. Remember when he told you he was Bob the Benjamins? You act like you ain't him. Then give him a little trim plus sweat. No, like, I'm just... <laughs> I, I quote that song every oh, yeah. time. It's and, so much fun. If, when my, like, friends who are girls are just complaining about, like, men and things like that, I was like, baby girl, respect is just the minimum. Minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren is only human. Don't think I haven't been in the same predicament. Again, like, there's nothing like a, a song where, like, not only are they giving you advice, but they look, they're like, look, I am not better. <laughs> been there, done that, we'll yeah. do it again. <laughs> Trying to help you out. So, yeah. Okay, Great. my number two, dancer, performer, artiste, the one, Janet Jackson, if. Ooh. And again, if you're going from fantasy, just the, uh, I, I want to say it's guitar intro of, of if. It has almost like this carnival type of instrumental that goes on, and it sounds really kind of crazy. And then the beat drops, and you're just like, and you're just you're already <laughs> dancing before she even starts singing. And that song, I love it too, because um, that song is and and almost like uh, N Sync's. It makes me ill in that way that you're like rap singing in a way when when you do it. Um, yeah, I love that song i obviously janet serves a spot on this list day or night night or day all i have, have to say, say is if i was your girl all the things i do to you by the way Maybe. janet's one that like you go back and listen to and you're like i was too young to be listening to oh yeah songs. absolutely <laughs> too young to sing along I, remember, I had a boyfriend um when like i first started listening to janet it was during the all for you era oh yeah yeah and I like loved it. And I was just like all about All For You and Amita Joe. And that was all I had ever heard. And so I like, like these poppy versions. 
And he was like, um, have you, like, is that the only Janet you know? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you don't even know Janet. You don't know <laughs> okay? Janet. <laughs> you don't know Velvet Rope. You don't know Janet. Uh, the Janet self-titled album, my mom won it from a radio station because she was like a number like six caller or something like that. I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, that, I mean, and also her, all of her albums, I think are iconic. She's another singer songwriter she is writing her music i mean obviously she had help but she's just so i mean she would have these little uh interludes on her album of just her poetry yes. like i oh feel like God. beyonce has taken so much from janet specifically oh a hundred percent so many like janet is the blueprint for a lot of the modern girls mm -hmm. like mariah gave you vocals but janet gave you everything yeah definitely dance moves music videos songs mm -hmm. talking about self-expression and sexuality in a way that nobody Oof. was doing like again she came to change the game and she did and she again does not get the flowers that she deserves. And not not at today. Like she is not in the conversations the ways that she should be. I feel like anyone who knows the music, anyone who knows like dance and truly like has studied, will mention her name and Mariah's name. Like they they understand, but like you don't hear her in everyday conversations the way that you would hope. Because the way that people talk about like the the string of Taylor Swift hits, you would think that they would be equally respectful to other female songwriters like that. But it feels like she's the only one who ever gets credit in our modern day conversation versus someone like Janet or Mariah who like the you their their greatest hits album, they have to have multiple editions. There's like greatest hits <laughs> number two, greatest hits number three. There's too many for one CD. That's Absolutely. Crazy. But I think to your point, it has a lot to do with like um, I think you're you're talking specifically about conversations that young people are having. Sure, and young sure. people are always going to idealize the ones that they know and that are like, you know, centered to them. But anyone I said who like really takes that next step and like looks at music is going to be able to find Janet like on the first page. Sure, sure. Um, all right, so let's move to track number three, our power ballad. Now, this is the one that I was like, I, I'm interested to see what you chose because this is the fork in the road for my playlist <laughs> i'm gonna tell you right off the bat it's whitney houston no same same okay okay obviously like when you said divas it was like all right well whitney and mariah both have to be on this list at some point but the number the number my number third track my power ballad is from the bodyguard soundtrack i have nothing I can't believe you chose that song. That was my alternative song. Oh, okay, On the okay. off chance you chose one of my other songs. So <laughs> I think I think it's I think it's amazing. I just you you actually helped me out, but I we need to talk about Whitney right now. But I just thought that was amazing because I was like, while I was going through the catalog, I was like, oh, this is a ballad alt right here <laughs> yeah i i have nothing to me is i know that she has more popular songs and more popular ballads but to me it's like especially if you see the bodyguard this is the <sighs> like this is like such a stop the show moment and you, don't get me wrong uh, you know i will always love you is an amazing song that is iconic in all of these ways but i feel like i have nothing is a very like you know it starts very subtle and so she, she's like barely even singing and then the chorus opens up and it's you know don't make me cry 
was one mother. I don't wanna hurt anymore. Saying I can't hit the notes, but yeah, you, you can't hit that note. But you're like, you know about it. You know, but like, yeah, that, that's another one where it's like to me, like I feel like I am looking at poetry mm-hmm. when I hear, or like listening to poetry when I hear that song. You know, like it's I, just and yeah. it's so funny because it's like from the movie, as you had said. Yeah, but it's also it just stands alone in and of itself. Like that song lives outside of it. It's funny because it like references it and it like brings you back to that time. But that song just can stand on its own. And as you said, it, as a ballad goes, yeah. If you want to talk vocals, if you want to talk star power, yeah. I have nothing. Just like well, and wow. this is this is why like if we were to like have the conversation of top divas, it would be a hard conversation between Whitney and Mariah because I feel like one of the key indicators of a like a traditional singer diva is that they can just stand in front of a microphone and they everyone is going to shut up and just listen to every note that they sing. They're going to hang on to every word. I feel like uh, controversial opinion in some ways, Whitney has a prettier tone than Mariah. She has a cleaner, crisper voice in the way that mm. she's able. She has a lot of control over her vocals. Um, sometimes I feel like Mariah likes to show off a little bit just because she can, whereas Whitney is like, no, I'm going to make it soft and reserved so that when I give you the power, it hits. And I think she just kind of intrinsically understands that in a way that is just gifted from like uh, another place. So um, yeah, had to give her uh, her props and I have nothing as my choice. What about you? Uh, I lo- Again, I, I, just, I just love that you did uh, I Have Nothing because that song, as you said, it's just like, uh, it, it's a moment. It's a vibe, especially if we're talking power ballads. Mm-hmm. Power, power is in there. And then also I feel like Whitney, like Whitney is the one who's actually known as the voice. Yeah. Like Whitney's voice was iconic. And Mariah just has like, she's a great songwriter, but like that note is her signature. Oh, so. don't get me wrong. Mariah Carey is a phenomenal vocalist, but Absolutely. I feel like these two are in a conversation of their own. Correct. And even like the Christinas and the like Ariana's, like they're good. Don't get me wrong, but they're not in this conversation. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so because of your choice, you kind of moved my list just a little bit, just a nudge, just in a nudge. direction. But I am actually going to go with another ballad that I know that you know. Um, this singer has a reputation, um, but honestly, considering her sisters, I also feel like she's one of the more sane ones. <laughs> I'm talking Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart. Son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> you took one of mine. Yes, yes, I told you, you were like, you were Mr oh, we don't have, there's so many to choose from. And I knew, I knew, I was like, I know our taste and there are just going to be ones that, mm, and Unbreak My Heart is- It's a moment. It's a a, a moment. And to me, it has the same kind of like rise. Sure, definitely. That uh, I have nothing has. Yes. It's a very similar in terms of its structure um, and the way that it allows the singer to kind of build up to that big climax moment. Um, damn, I'm so upset you took that song. It's such a good song. <laughs> Say you love me again. Undo 
that hurt your calls when you walked out the door and looked out on my lap. Oh, I'm crying. Like, she just goes nuts. <laughs> and I remember as a kid, like, we'd be in the car listening to it and try to hold the note that she sings when yeah. she, like, you know, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Again, it's a it's a fantastic song, and uh, I think it's Diane Warren again. I, Diane Warren of Diane I, Warren. I mean, you, it's going to be hard to avoid her within the the powerhouse diva category. You're talking power ballads. You're going to run into a Diane Warren. A hundred percent. Okay. Uh, so track number four. We're okay. only at the dance track. We're at the dance track and changing things up a little bit getting a little bit more modern mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. track number four britney spears oops i did it again I, I okay 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 i'm feeling good i'm feeling good i'm feeling good <laughs> for i was like oh i want a dance track by britney spears i have a bunch to choose from yes I, the reason why i cho- chose oops i did it again because there's an attitude to that song it's like yeah of course you fell in love with me look at me like <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to do that to you I do it all the time. Actually, oops, I did it again. Like, <laughs> oops, oopsies. <laughs> so I mean, like, there's an attitude to it. And then also, like, I don't know that Britney belongs in the same conversation as, like, the vocalists that we've been talking about. But in terms of every other category of diva, I feel mm-hmm. like she is there. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's kind of hard to deny the cultural impact that Britney Spears has. She was probably at one point more famous than everyone else that we've discussed on this list so far. Correct. Um so, like, even though her flame kind of burnt out a little bit faster than some of the others, it burnt brighter, I feel. Uh, so I just, I had to include her. Well, Brittany is funny because she herself, as the individual, mm-hmm. is on the same level and notoriety as Backstreet and NSYNC. Sure. And that is a group of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Brittany was just Brittany. In yeah. fact, every other girl who came out at the time compared to her. Yeah. And that is what's really, really amazing about Britney. And I, like you said, to me, not only is she diva for like all the many reasons, mm-hmm. but she she does not have the same kind of vocal range as the other ones we've spoken not about so all. far, but she does have a signature yeah. sound. She has a signature voice. And I think that's really, really important. She's later on my list, but uh, as you said, Oops, I Did It Again is an amazing song like and and it's also one of those things where it's like it's an iconic music video again iconic that leather tight red pantsuit is look look, Mm -hmm. the thing about it she is covered from head to toe and it is still one of the sexiest things of course she's like a red leather cat woman it's wonderful (laughs) absolutely uh okay um also, the another thing about that one that I think is so it's like funny and iconic and completely has nothing to do with her vocals is the interlude or like the little uh, break the in Titanic, the middle of the song, like reference, but, yeah. the Titanic reference. But then the music video were on Mars, but it also doesn't make sense in any other part of the song. Like, it's just like this really fun little skit in the middle of the song <laughs> that gives us a breakdown and gives us a chance to breathe. And you're like, why is this here? Doesn't matter. And Doesn't that's matter. to me, that's the signature of like a true pop song. If you're like, why is this here? Bah, don't care. <laughs> well, it's also like we're at a point now where people are planning for the music video as they're recording the song. So they're almost like 
kind of throwing in things that they want to have. I mean, No Strings Attached is a great example of this. So like, I think we're just in that time where music videos are like part of the marketing package that you had to consider it when you were putting the album together. Absolutely. Okay. My number four dance track. Mm. Uh, I don't even know if I'm allowed to do it, but I'm doing it because you didn't say I could. Uh, <laughs> I was like, mm, I need a dance track. Uh, I need something more upbeat. And if we're talking divas, surprisingly to me, divas usually have like a lot of mid-tempo songs mm -hmm. or ballads, but like dance, dance songs are very few and far in between. So I was like, I want to go modern. I want to change the tone. And one song came to mind that hit not only one diva, but two. Uh-oh. In a way that I was like, you're giving me my energy. You are nice transition from Unbreak My Heart. And that is Lady Gaga and Beyonce's. Two telephone. for one, bruh. <laughs> so smart. <laughs> exactly. Well, here's the thing. I was like, I was like, I need Beyonce on this list, but like Beyonce as Beyonce. But then yeah. also Lady Gaga was an entire moment unto yeah. herself. And I was like, I would be disrespectful to not include her in here. Sure. And to your point, both of these are artists that had like an identity, a brand, <laughs> a a whole movement built like around them. Sure. And when they collabed on telephone, that was game changing. It's it's I I mean, I feel like we hadn't reached Beyonce's peak when the song came out, like she no. was just about, like this was before Lemonade, right? Yeah, this was way before Lemonade. Yeah, way before Lemonade. Way, way, um, way, way. But it was just like, it was such a dancey track. I love that you chose this. Lady Gaga is the perfect diva to choose for a dance number because all of her songs are mostly upbeat. Um, vocally, I don't know that she compares to Beyonce, but you don't even notice it on the track because it's so well produced. Um, and yeah, iconic music video as well. The lyrics, stop calling, stop calling. I don't want to. Stop calling, stop calling. I don't want to think anymore. Think anymore. Thank you. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think. <laughs> uh, I left my phone and my heart on the dance floor. <laughs> She, Lady Gaga just made dance floor songs. You know what's so funny? Yes. Um, you know, on TikTok right now, there's this thing going around where they're like, you know, the clubs are dead. Like, have you seen yes. these on TikToks where it's like everyone's complaining that it's just bottle service and like people standing around drinking, no one's dancing. And I'm like, no one's making dance songs anymore. I remember you go to the club, you hear that P.D. Pablo, you hear that Lady Gaga, like you were rushing. T-Pain made you go to the dance floor. They just don't make dance music like that anymore. Absolutely. Drake Call if you want, music is all like hookah bar music. Whenever exactly. I hear Drake, like I don't like it. I, I can't. I can't do it. But I feel like Lady Gaga was a, a part of the reason why our college experience was so much Absolutely. fun going to clubs was because of her. Call all you want, and no one's home, and you're not gonna reach my telephone out in the club, and I'm sipping that bub, and you're not gonna reach my telephone. <laughs> my telephone. My 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 telephone. telephone. <laughs> this was also like when uh cell phones were getting big. Yeah. So, like, like having a song about telephones was actually smart in and of itself. <laughs> we love it. Uh, we had so many songs on our phones. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, we are now at track number five, Catchy Earworm. What okay. Is your track? 
And I'm, I'm very interested in this. I'm very, very interested. Well, it's so funny that you had Lady Gaga and Beyonce as your track number four. Or, yeah, track number four. My track number five, also Beyonce. And it's Love on Top. Oh, you, okay. Interesting. Interesting choice. Now, tell, me, tell me how you chose that. Now, wait a second. I'm, I'm asking you this. Love on Top, Telephone, are these post-2010? I'm going to say, first of all, um, uh, hold on one second. Because I, I feel like all of Lady Gaga's post-2010, I'll allow it for today. Like, no, we, it's 2009. That's okay, why okay, I, okay. I was like, I looked at it. But yours is actually outside. It's 2011. So switch it up, sir. Ooh, okay. Yeah, switch it. You got, this is why you have backups. Mm. <laughs> but I don't want to back up that one. Okay. okay Sorry. Okay. Sorry. All the right. rules are uh, rules. I'm going to change it to to uh, Crazy in Love by Beyonce. How about that? Okay. Okay. Good. All right. Good. Okay. I wanted a Beyonce song. I wanted something that was going to be something that you'd want to sing, something that would be a great karaoke number. Um, and I've actually done Crazy in Love. I've done Love on Top for karaoke. So I know that they're very singable songs. Um, but I had to include Beyonce. Like, obviously, like, there's literally not, like, a diva currently that's doing what she does like i'm down to have the beyonce versus taylor discussion with anyone who wants to and tell you why beyonce is better but like clearly she is just in a league of her own right now and like it's hard to compare her to anyone but like mj so yeah it's 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 it's, it's really um impossible to have a diva comp that doesn't have beyonce featured on it so i had to give her her flowers yeah and then that whole it's such a catchy like uh-oh 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 yeah love it the chorus is super catchy love got you going so crazy right now and your kids got me going so crazy right now um unfortunately it does have jay-z on it but we'll overlook that and just and it's also become like a signature of hers like again that portion of um homecoming oh yeah it is not only does she slow it down a little bit and we get to vibe with the band but also like that like for those who've seen it um the crazy in love portion of homecoming is when she switches from yellow to pink individuals and it's just like seamless and your your eyes are literally just like how did that happen Oof. and how is it also in sync and i love everything that i'm watching it's like a treat for the eyes the song iconic i love it um it's also i believe she has a slow down version for the 50 shades of gray soundtrack which is amazing as well so she oh. has a ballad cover of her own song girl I'll, of course she does <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so if we're talking my track number five, Catchy Earworm, this was interesting and I'm gonna go a little controversial. Like, not that controversial, anyone who knows music, but a little controversial in the sense that for Earworm, I was like, there's a song that is almost like a definition of an earworm. It like calls itself an earworm, but it also has a pop diva who has been around since the 80s and Ooh. doesn't always get brought up. In fact, a new person, a new, let's say, icon of, of um, modern pop culture tried to take her brand and she came in and was like, uh, no, no, that's me, been here, gonna be here. 
And this year alone came out with another earworm. I am talking about Kylie Minogue's Can't Ooh. Get You Out of My Head. Throwback. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. La, la, la. La, 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 la. <laughs> can't get you out of my head. Again, I was like, oh, it's like no, earworm. No. It's literally saying, can't get you out of my head. I feel Love like they it. play this song at the club, at clubs to this day, by the way. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Again, and it, it's a good song. The la-las are just like ingrained. And they're, it's one of those songs where like sometimes I get upset hearing it because I know I'll be singing it like three days later. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know what? I'll say this about Kylie Minogue in that, you know, she is a international artist. I feel like Can't Get You Out of My Head is kind of the only song that I personally remember like being up like on the radio or seeing music videos for that music video was on nonstop. It was very iconic. I can't think of a lot of other Kylie Minogue songs, but that's not to say that she doesn't belong in the category. I'm just admitting my own ignorance to her catalog. Uh, I think there is one song in particular that you are forgetting oh. about. And that is Locomotion. You're right. Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Come, Come on, on, baby. baby do the locomotion. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 100%. So, and then also let me, like, from that album alone, um... Let me see. Kylie Minogue had... You you know, while, while you're looking that up, can I just say this about Kylie Minogue, which I think um, is part of the reason why she belongs in this conversation? Because I feel like, you know, divas are attaching themselves to different genres. We have rap divas, we have soul divas. I feel like Kylie Minogue was the first person to be like, hey... EDM, house music, like dance, like that's mm -hmm. my bag. And like, mm -hmm. like there was people who came after her, like Lady Gaga, I feel like is a perfect success for her, uh, a successor of hers. Yeah. Um, same with um, Robin, like, you know. Yeah, uh, I was thinking Robin. And so like, I, I feel like she was the first one to kind of own that space and really make it a space where a female vocalist can really shine as well. So I, I, I think that she definitely deserves to be a part of the conversation. Absolutely. I think, um, so songs that also are on that album, uh, Love at First Sight, which I know you've heard, because um, it played, it was also played everywhere, and Come Into My World. Come Into My World. Come I Into My know. World was another one. Like, again, uh, it was played all over. If you heard it, you know it, but trust me. Uh, yeah, those those are just, and that was just from that album. Again, and you were like, oh, I don't really know that many songs that are played on the radio. You were clearly not a gay man, because for oh. most gay men, especially this year, she's just come out with the song Padum, and it's a song that, it's kind of, the song is the equivalent of um, the Nicole Kidman AMC thing. We come to where, this place for magic. Exactly. <laughs> well, Padum came out and everyone was like, what is this? What are we doing? Why are we doing it? And then after like a week or so, we were all like, Padum, Padum. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll have to check it out. Well. It's just like one of those. Okay, cool. You right, selling so it as the Nicole Kidman AMC <laughs> version of a song is the thing that makes me intrigued the most. <laughs> Absolutely. So excited. Okay. Hey, um, Number six, track number six, tell what we got. Track number six for me is, I mean, obviously, I'm a little disappointed that one of mine got taken already, but it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> my track number six, my self-reflective bop, is a person we've had on our playlist already, or your playlist already, Miss Janet Jackson. Um, and it's Together Again. Oh, good one. Good. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. Track number six 
I had so many alts with Janet, Janet yeah. specifically. She has a lot of really good, like sunshiny, bright, mm-hmm. reflective songs. Uh, alts for this one for me were um, Someone to Call Me Lover, Doesn't Really Matter, you know, like all of those, like they have like the same kind of like just bright cheeriness to them. But I think Together Again is a really good Janet. There are times when I look above and beyond. There are times when I feel your love around, around me, baby. baby. It's just so good. Everywhere I go, everywhere I see. It, it, it's, it's so catchy. It's just like kind of a chill song. But, you know, the reason why I love Janet is because, you know, I maybe in the same category as Britney in terms of not having the vocal ability as some of her other uh, contemporaries, but writing songs that fit her voice so well that you're never feeling like you're lacking on vocals from a Janet song. In fact, I feel like Janet was one of the first um, pop artists to kind of create that uh, genre of music, which is like, Hey, we want a song that's easy for other people to sing along with. Yes. Like that that critique that Jessica Simpson got, where it's like you need to simplify your vocals so that your audience can sing along with it. But I feel like Janet was one of those people who would consistently give you, you know, there's others. There's Aaliyah, there's there's Maya. Like, yeah, there's people or even Brandy, where it's like, and you're not necessarily the Aretha, but your voice is very beautiful. And you're if if we find the right song to fit your voice, it's going to be smooth like butter. And so that's what you get from Janet Jackson. And I feel like she was always able to find that song. A hundred percent. I mean, like, she was writing to her voice, you know? Yeah, which not a lot of people can do, unfortunately. Mm-mm. Not at all. <laughs> uh, and I like the thing about, uh, it's funny, I just went to the Keith Haring exhibit today mm. at the Broad in LA. Um, and so to know that this song was a tribute for one of Janet Jackson's friends who had recently died from AIDS. Mm. It's like, this is the definition of like a bittersweet song. Sure, sure. Well, and then we're also kind of touching on another uh, key staple of a diva, which is embrace the LGBTQ community. Like that seems to be something that like every diva falls into at some point or another. Um, You got to. You You know who's keeping you around? Exactly. Girls in the gays. <laughs> and, and, and again, it's like, that's who is not only keeping you around, but keeping you relevant, keeping you like pushing yourself to the cutting edge to do something new and innovative. I mean, we saw Renaissance was an entire dedication to this. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I just, I, I thought that that was really beautiful too. Okay. I, I kind of feel pressured to change my number six, all things considered. Don't. But you know what? It is what it is. I made this playlist with everything that I had in mind. Um, this spot, this number six spot could be replaced by someone who I would say deserves to be here, but didn't make my list. Uh, she was one of her, uh, competitors, so to speak, vocally, but I want to say someone who's also already been on our list, the one Britney Spears with okay. Baby One More Time. <laughs> of course <Da-na-na. laughs> it's such a classic song this song um i love because in the in the similar vein to i want it that way the song kind of doesn't make any fucking sense like yes. really from a lyrical perspective just doesn't really make that much sense but it doesn't matter it's more about how fun it is to sing along to 
you're kind of on board with it. I don't know what she's meaning when she says hit me, baby, one more time. Is it like hit me up? Like I think it I think that's what it is. It's like hit me up. <laughs> um amazing music video. Amazing music video. Iconic. Iconic. Um my loneliness oh. is killing me and I. Like, I've had something, it's like that and I. Like, I like, still believe. And I. I still believe. <laughs> um, you know what? I have to say this. As an adult, thinking about how often, like, what that music video was and, like, how it was played out, it's a little creepy. It's a oh, little, it's, cre- a, a little, it's a creepy, little creepy like- to just have like this underage girl like dancing around in her like Catholic school girl outfit, like purposely provocative. I don't know that as an adult, like I'm able to take in that music video as purely as I was as a child. But as a kid, I was just like, oh my God, I'll do anything for this woman. Well, her, the thing about Britney that was like, like we're going to have this conversation right now. The thing about Britney is Britney was, you want it, but you can't. It. like that was her sex like and and not in favor of it but it was like the barely legal sexy it was just kind of like right culture right? outfit it was the <laughs> yeah i mean absolutely but it's like remember covered head to toe in yeah. the um red oops i did it again outfit but like oozing with sex appeal Definitely. and that was her whole brand and the thing about christina was that christina just gave it to you and everyone was like mm. I mean, thanks, but, (laughs) (laughs) and it's really sad because like, I always look at it and I'm just like, the thing about Christina is she was like, all right, I'll just like sex it up a little bit more. And everyone's like, I mean, thank you, but uh, we're going to go over here. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, it's it's the tale as old as time. Feels so bad, but. I feel like both Brittany and Christina, but probably more so Brittany is someone that if you were to go on like a YouTube wormhole, you would find a bunch of like, TV show hosts and random people being like, can't wait till she turns 18. Like, oh, that very creepy. Very, like, I, I feel like remember. with Britney specifically, it was like very, like, it wasn't behind a closed door. It was Constantly just like asking her if she was a virgin still. Because oh, that was like her always. brand when she yeah. came out. It was, it's disgusting and disruptive, and we did not need it. But it's also a very good reminder of the times we were in. It's like we have to, we have to deconstruct it at some point, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, an alt for me for this, uh, just because we mentioned it, and I said she's not on my list, is Christina Aguilera's um, What a Girl Wants. I also felt like very poppy, very fun, and just like I, I, I wanted to mention it because I feel like Christina always fought for that role, and she had the voice and the power, but she never quite never quite if i'm being did. real the reason why christina's not on my list is not because of a lack of vocal ability i feel like she never really had a grasp on her brand it felt like every album she was trying to catch up to something else that was going on she wasn't really leading the way at all um and i also like truly like going back i don't know that she has the catalog that can compete with some of the other people on my list like i love genie in a bottle i love um come on over like she has great songs but are they better than like these other songs I, I mean, here's the thing. I, I feel so. like if we want to talk about it. She has eras. Like, like there's she like has Christina eras. eras yeah. For sure. I just feel like she, to your point, I felt like anything Christina did, Britney did better. Like, you know, we're going to get so many angry Christina Aguilera <laughs> fans after this, by the way. I love Christina. <laughs> I do. Like, I'm just, yeah. like, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, okay. I will say that, like, reflection, 
fantastic. Yes. Um, beautiful, yes. amazing. Like she has good songs. Yeah, it's just I hard. Am beautiful to... is another like really good, and also dirty. Dirty's really fun. Dirty's fun. I love the music video as a teenage boy, but (laughs) I feel like that was the thing. Like, even now it feels kind of cheap to me because it feels like it was pandering to a bunch of pointy boys. I don't know. I want to watch it again because like when I watch it, to me, it is, I remember it being like just disgustingly dirty. Like it was like dirty, but it was also just kind of like, uh, which is so funny. Sorry, you guys were going on a tangent on this. (laughs) But like when you compare her dirty music video where she is just like in a boxing ring in a basement somewhere and it's just like filth. Like that's her like dirt. I mean, dirty. Yeah. To Britney's "I'm a Slave for You," which is just as sweaty and yeah, high, but it's on a rooftop and it's so like a fun sexuality. I like, felt like there was opposed- a lot of music videos when we were a kid that was just people like dancing in really hot, sweaty places, and it was supposed to be sexy. But now as an adult, I'm like, uh, I can. There's a funk from my screen, like looking at this. <laughs> no. Hey, everyone says they misses the it's dance hot. floor. This is what dance floors were. It's a hot. bunch of people in hot rooms. And again, I think it's also a little post-COVID of it all. Where you're like, <laughs> you want me in a room full of people with limited no. air circulation? Mm-mm. <laughs> also, they posit this place where it's like all supermodels who are sweaty and hot, not just like the actual normal public shoved into a room sweating. It's like, I feel like I'm in the line at Disney. This isn't the same. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, Funky oh. Groove, track number seven. Number seven. Ah, okay. I'm excited to hear what your track number seven is. Because mine, I'm actually very proud of. I had a hard time choosing this one uh, because there were so many artists that I wanted to include that, like, I'm getting to the end of the playlist here, so I had to make some rough decisions. I'm giving it to Rihanna, um, Umbrella. Um, Ooh. I... I just felt like Rihanna deserved to be on this playlist. I love that she kind of represents like this Afro-Caribbean type of vibe amongst the other divas on our list. She is someone who loves to create a dance song. Um, obviously, we haven't gotten new music in forever. Riri, we still waiting. And you um, won't. <laughs> and you won't keep waiting. I'll keep waiting. I'll keep waiting. Um but yeah, she's just, she just, to me, like, I think if we go back and we look at her catalog, we'll see that, like, wow, she really did come out with hit after hit for a while, especially in that, like, renaissance, uh, not renaissance, the recession pop era that we always mm-hmm. talk about of, like, 2008 to, like, 2012. She just, like, was a, a major player throughout that. Absolutely. Uh, Rihanna is also one where it's just, like, her diva status is kind of not met not only from her like iconic looks and her vocals and her different eras that she's had, but also her attitude. Like her Rihanna's attitude. attitude is all like there's a very famous meme of like Rihanna giving someone money or it's just like here. And she's just like yeah. walking by. And it's just like that's Rihanna's whole attitude. It's just like, look, just take it. Leave me alone. <laughs> I've never obviously I've never met Rihanna, but I know that there's something that's so like mysteriously alluring about her because there's not a single like male celebrity that I've seen in a room with Rihanna who hasn't been trying to hit on her actively. And I'm just like, wow, everyone's throwing it at this woman. There is something that's happening here that is is probably more than what's coming through on the video screen or something well, like that. Well, not only that, but like she she's beautiful uh, woman, very intelligent. But again, I think it's that, I think it's she knows the air that she breathes. Yeah 
is rare mm-hmm. and she knows that to be in her presence is a privilege yeah and like there's just something about that kind of confidence that just draws everyone to you and again the way she moves throughout the world is just like i don't know i sh- i deign to show up yeah <laughs> be grateful <laughs> i can go home at any moment <laughs> And it was hard to pick one, but I think Umbrella's maybe her biggest, like, pop hit, I would say. Umbrella's a really good one. (laughs) You know, for someone who doesn't like Jay-Z, you put him on this list twice. (laughs) Is he on the original, too? I thought he was just on the remix, but maybe. I don't know. Um, But yeah, uh, what's it? In the sunshine, we shine together. Told you I'll be here forever. Told you always, be, always be a friend. It's, it's so good. Um, and so, like, it, it's a catchy song. It's an amazing music video. <sighs> Fuck. Uh, ignore Jay-Z again. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, she's great. Uh, I, I love it. And I love Rihanna. Uh, and you're right. I, she was another, like, diva where I was like, if we're talking modern pop divas, Rihanna would absolutely make the list. And and one thing we have to mention, too, is that we talked about style being a pillar of being a diva. Fenty is a, the, one of the biggest brands in the world right now. So, like, she is in her own league when it comes it's to that. It's actually really funny because when you look at it, she was someone who, like, if you see, like, where she be, began with, like, SOS. Yeah. To where she went when she was able to like take over her own brand. Sure. It's just like we were lucky that yeah. she was able to have that kind of like creative control. hundred um, percent. And really, really just honored. And yes, I'll, I'll to be honest, you. I kind of wrote her off when SOS came out. I was just like, oh, this is just kind of like one of those like, you know, Christina Milian. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. It just it, it felt more like a. Like maybe a song that was Jennifer kind of Lopez threw away. Um, but then, you know, mm-hmm. obviously the rest of her catalog showed up. And Umbrella was a game changer for her, for sure. A hundred percent. Okay, so my number, what are we at? We're number at uh, number seven, your funky groove. Okay, uh, if you haven't figured out yet, I am a gay man. Um, oh. and <laughs> hold on, newsflash. <laughs> Does your husband know? <laughs> exactly. Um, and when we said divas, uh, I had to represent the gays. Oh. And if you're going to talk diva, if you're going to talk longevity, if you're going to talk attitude, you gotta talk share. Ooh. And so I brought in shares strong enough as my number seven. Because so I was like, if this enough. is our last dance track. She starts off very slow. I'm so talk- surprised that's the share song you chose. Listen to it. Listen to it. And strong enough, it 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 has all of the classic share. It has her voice in the beginning. And it hits that like little drop beat, which kind of revitalized her career. Yeah. And the tale of oldest time, like she is known for her abusive, toxic relationship. So the idea that she would come out with a song about leaving that and being able to survive and make it on your own. And again, to release it so many years later when she has done just that. Yeah. Diva status, diva song, share strong enough 
I feel like this um, Believe album that the song came out of was her comeback album in the same way that like Tina Turner had her major comeback album or um, like Aretha Franklin had that Roses that kind of dropped in the mid uh, 90s. Like there were some of these like old school divas that were still like showing up throughout the 90s. And I feel like Cher is the perfect like symbol of that of just like, hey, we're not done yet. Like we still got into this. (laughs) Like a running joke is like Cher's farewell tour <laughs> coming to you again 2044 <laughs> <laughs> she's never going away um i love it no that's yeah i'm so glad Cher's represented i did not have a share song so i'm glad you threw her on here for us okay next song all right all right so going back to my playlist hold on all right now we're at the deep cut I also had a very hard time choosing a deep cut song because there are so many mainstream hits that I like couldn't choose from. So what I did was I took a less like a a very popular artist and did not choose her most famous song. I chose probably one that doesn't get as recognized by a younger audience. So saying that, my deep cut, my track number eight is Celine Dion, Because You Loved Me. Love it. Love it. For all the truth that you're giving me. <laughs> this might be another Diane Warren song. I don't know. I think um, it is, actually. <laughs> but it, it to me, it's like, it's, it's such like a an amazing diva song in terms of showing off um, her voice. It allows her to kind of build up and have a big, powerful moment as well. Obviously, My Heart Will Go On is, is like her most well-known song, but I feel like that song got so played that it played out for me. So yeah. to me, like, Because You Love Me, I'm able to appreciate as just a pop song versus the other one has a lot of baggage from the movie and all this other stuff that's going on. So Absolutely. And I love that I, again, you did it right in my mind where I was like, Celine Dion deserves to be on this list. Yeah. When you were talking balance, I was like, uh, My Heart Will Go On is so played out. And it's so, at this point in time, it's kind of like cringe, not to any fault of the song, but just like, at how frequently and in what places that song is played. It shows up all over the place. It's a meme now. It's like, as soon as you hear that whistle on TikTok, you know that someone's making fun (laughs) of this movie. Like, it's just, it's too much. Exactly. So, uh, Because You Love Me is a really good one. And Celine Dion is another one where it's like, if we're talking vocals, if we're talking personality, like, and she's also really funny. She's like, her whole thing is she has like a reserved nature to her but she's also really funny when given like the moment to do so so yeah Celine Dion. I, I, I want to read some of these lyrics because I love the song so much you were my strength when I was weak you were, my, you were my voice when I couldn't speak you were my eyes when I couldn't see you saw the best there was in me lifted me up when I couldn't reach you gave me faith because you believed I'm everything I am because you loved me exactly Ooh. exactly Ooh. again I've heard that song plenty of weddings (laughs) yeah yeah it's definitely like a wedding song but i i don't know to me it's just it it, like if we're gonna have an unbreak my heart you know in the conversation like this i think belongs in there as well so absolutely love it love it i think it's a good one okay so my deep cut track like you said there were so many 
divas to choose from and so many like most of them have really really popular songs mm-hmm. so i like similar to you i thought about this a little bit differently and i was like what if we do someone who is a diva to today's standards and back in the day change the game mm-hmm. not the greatest singer but iconic and of the moment and has only gotten more popular for different reasons and that is RuPaul, oh, supermodel, brilliant! You brilliant. better work, have a girl, <laughs> work it, girl. <laughs> exactly. Like for me, I was like, okay. So people need to understand that, like, like that was a big deal, sure, really sure. big deal for a drag queen to have a hit song that everyone was playing for RuPaul to be loud and proudly herself. 100%. Just it 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 was unheard of and in a world where drag race exists, I don't think the new generation actually understands how sure. big a deal that was. So when I thought like you have said it's like you were there, you had to be there in order yeah, to definitely. really get this. And, and the song was mainstream. I'm talking yes. movies, television shows, commercials. Mm-hmm. Every time someone had like a makeover like moment, like this is the song that was played. Like it became synonymous with like self-improvement in a way that Correct. I think is really beautiful. Yes, absolutely. And it's yeah. kind of like, to your point, it's kind of like up there in the um, halls of like, I'm too sexy. Yes, exactly. In the sense of like, if you were going to imp- show that someone was getting their act together. Yeah. You or were walking using, a runway, just like exactly. being a bad bitch. Like that's you were the song. using one of these two songs, and it's really funny because, again, um, RuPaul to be that famous in that way for yeah. her talents, mm-hmm. absolutely game changer, and that's why I chose this song. Amazing. Um, also takes uh, like again, if we're talking like of the moment, ninety like supermodels. Of the '90s, the the names that she list again, it's a time capsule almost. It's 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 uh it's great. Um, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you chose that. That was a great that was a great addition. Yeah. Number nine is I kind of thought of number nine. Usually it's like our acoustic, our our retro track. Yes. I kind of thought of it as an excuse to throw in another ballad, like with, with <laughs> the divas. I love that like, you said this. I, there's so many ballads that I just I was like looking for places to put them, and so here comes my Mar- Mariah Carey song at number nine. I chose "Hero" from the Music Box album. Um, "Hero" to me is just like an iconic Mariah song. I mean, all of her songs are iconic, but in terms of just like a power ballad, in terms of just like something that kind of like took on a life of its own, especially in like post 9-11, like I just feel like this song was kind of everywhere and it kind of maybe got a little played out for a while, but as I go back and I listen to her catalog, I'm just like, this is just a great song, you know? Um, so I, I obviously there was a lot to choose from. My all was really close to being at the spot, but um, I eventually went with Hero. I, I love it. Again, Mariah... In her bag, iconic ballad. Um, and I, I, there's not much more to say than that because we've already kind of like sang her praises. And then the but... hero comes along with the strength to carry on, and you cast your fears aside, and you know you can survive. So when you feel like hope is gone, look inside you and be strong, and you'll finally see the truth that a hero lies in you. 
to be yeah. sung at Filipino karaoke bars <laughs> until the end of time. And I'm here for it. <laughs> that, like again, uh it it's funny. The that I felt like was in a version. I don't know what I don't even know if it's true, but it feels like it was in a version of every like kids movie. You know what oh, I okay. mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's just like the whole thing of like realizing that you are actually the star. Sure. You know, like, Ooh, I like it, that. It, it has like the um, I believe I could fly. It, it, it does feel you like a, a perfect companion piece to I believe I can fly. And, and like a this is the I believe I can fly, I can revisit and not feel creepy about. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to say. Uh okay. Uh so my number nine, to your point, I was like, I number nine was the one that I threw in so many things. I was like, what do we have? What are we, what can we get? I needed something that took RuPaul's supermodel, which actually to be fair, ends kind of like abruptly, but like also didn't overcrowd my epic finale. Okay. And I I just, I couldn't say it, but because I'll, I'll give you some of my alts. First of all, I had Mary J. Blige, I'm going down. I had Mary J. Blige, uh can't be without you. Like, I, I had so many Mary J's that just didn't make the list for me. But, but yeah, I was like, you. you know, Mary doesn't really have that reputation. Like, she, she's iconic, but I was like, she doesn't, like, I don't know. Like, she's a powerhouse. She's an icon, but I don't know Diva, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had um, Lauren Hill's You're Just Too Good to Be True. Which oh, is okay. kind of like a little doopy, yeah. You know, you know, like a, a a little bit of that. But because you didn't use it early, yeah, I chose to use it as my number nine, which was Whitney Houston's "I Will Always Love You," because when you listen to that song, it is almost a cappella. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just like it, it's a very stripped down uh instrumental that just allows her voice to be the powerhouse it is and you know i growing up i did not know the song was a cover i thought this was just a whitney houston song which is great because um when uh dolly parton heard that song she was like oh it's whitney's song now (laughs) like yeah absolutely exactly and that was another reason why i chose it is because it got us to bring in another diva who is very deserving uh dolly parton yeah dolly parton this is her song, but she let Whitney sing it. Whitney was like, thank you. It's mine now. And Dolly was like, you're right. What else am I going to do? As long as the checks keep coming, baby, I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just did just that. So like I said, for me, we, we've talked about Whitney. We've talked about the voice. We talked about like what she does with her ballads. And when you let it go, I was literally like, this is all dependent. If he chooses it, I'll let it be. But because you didn't use it there, I was like, this is actually a really good stripped down vocal vocal focused song. And I chose I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. It's great. I, I mean, from the Bodyguard soundtrack, and I feel like that song was almost like the commercial for the sounds for the movie mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Like it really was the thing that like, I. by the way, can we just talk about how fortunate we were to live in a time period that took soundtracks seriously? That 100%. understood that like a dope soundtrack could make a movie live on past its shelf life, Space Jam. Like, <laughs> like if you have a dope soundtrack, it really can go so far. And it was just um, 
yeah i i i'm i'm glad that like we lived during that era because i feel like we don't really get that much anymore i completely agree with you uh all right so before we get into our number 10 give everyone a really quick recap of the songs that you've had so far all right so um my list includes lose control by missy elliott doo-wop that thing by uh lauren hill i have nothing whitney houston oops i did it again britney spears crazy in love by beyonce Together uh, Again by Janet Jackson, Umbrella Ella Ella by Rihanna, Because You Love Me by Celine Dion, Hero by Mariah Carey, and I'm ending my track 10, uh, my list. I have to be honest, this is this is one that I, I struggled with because all of the songs that I went to put in this position, I was like, oh, this is past the 2010 point. Mm, mm. Like I had an Adele song and I was like, nope, Adele nope, can't, can't do, do Adele. <laughs> I had a Miley song. Nope, can't do it. So um, I'm giving my number 10 spot. I, maybe it's not the most epic way to end this playlist, but I still feel like it's a great song. No one Alicia Keys. Um, Ooh, really? That was the one you chose? I, I mean, again, again, you know what? It's your choice. It's your, your choice. It's not a bad one. <laughs> it's not. I understand. I, like, if I'm ending an, a playlist, I feel like this is a great song to kind of end on. It's it's very singable. It seemed to me like a great way to just kind of end the playlist. Alicia Keys, I think, is vocally um, very much in sync with some of the other artists that I have on my playlist. Um, she does have other songs. I could see you being like, how come not Fallen? How come not some of these yeah, other ones? Like, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, Fallen isn't how you end a playlist. I don't know. And that's why, if, if I'm going to be honest, I withdrew my critique because I was like, Fallen is not how you end. It's you can start a playlist with Fallen, and I considered it. But I was just like, no, no, I'm going to do no one. I'm going to do no one. So Okay, cool. Probably her most iconic song. I'm not going to lie. I think I got you at least with the number 10. Probably, I just feel maybe, like my, I, I thought of my number 10. I thought of everything I've done so far. Well, to be real, my actual number 10 was Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton. <laughs> and I had to do some workarounds. <laughs> so I planned it on ending big, but all right. Well, sucks to be you. Just yeah. want to say. But, <laughs> but I will say that uh, my number 10, which by the way, Unbreak My Heart as a number 10 would have been good. Had you got it, but yeah, you got it. No. <laughs> so instead, my number 10, um, an icon of icons. I don't think we've done her yet on this list. And in reality, if we're talking 80s, 90s, 2000s, she is literally what Beyonce calls Queen Mother, Madonna. And oh. I am talking like a prayer. Because the right. thing about like You're a right. prayer. You're right. <laughs> like a prayer. That's it. That's the one you end on. <laughs> That's it. That's the one you end on. Because it gives you that transition from the um huge ballad we just did from I Will Always Love You. And then you start off with the organ and Madonna. It feels very epic with the organ. Yes, yeah. exactly. And Life then you just go into... Life Everyone, Everyone must stand alone. alone. I hear you call my name. And it feels, it feels like home. <laughs> and then the choir comes in. And the beat drops, and we're there. And then I just, I was like, that it's a fun, it's a celebration, it's epic. And then it just kind of ends like with a little, yeah, like, 
quiet little fadeaway, which I was listening to something the other day where someone was like, all 80s, um, all 80s, 80s song, just kind of end with you slowly fading away. Yeah, <laughs> slow, slow fade away. Um, like a Prayer is my favorite Madonna song, period. Really? I think, All time. I, I, think, I think you're right. It's up there. Um, there are better ones, um, but I feel like Like a Prayer really does capture um, everything that's great about Madonna. Were, do you remember how big of a deal it was that she had a Black Jesus in that music video? I, so here's the thing. I, I did not because as a child, as we know, I wasn't really allowed to listen to a lot oh of secular my music. God. Most of my music education is retroactive. Really? That okay. really started after I turned 12. Um, so like most of the things I'm anything before 12, I usually missed the like in person of it all. Yeah. But I learned I was a very quick study when it came to pop music. And uh when you even now when you see that you understand the context. Sure. Yeah, she she was ruffling some feathers on purpose. I, uh, I'm I'm on the younger side of my group of cousins on both my dad and my mom's side. So even though I'm a millennial, I feel like I was growing up with a bunch of Gen uh, Xers yeah. who just constantly had MTV on. And so I was listening to music that like they were into all the time. And so like, I feel like I got a real thorough education of what was going on in the moment a lot. And I mean, even that music video, I, I was younger, but it played constantly on MTV throughout the entire 90s. Like, they would just, it, it never went away because it was so iconic. And so if you haven't seen the music video, I definitely recommend looking up the Like a Prayer music video. Because, I mean, like I said, th there's a Black Jesus in it. So you know that she wasn't playing around. <laughs> Absolutely. Again, it was a, it's a fantastic song. Uh, you know again. who plays Jesus in it, right? Yeah, I do. Leon. Leon. I told you. <laughs> Leon. Ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. Like that. Leon Jesus. is gonna show up in some places if we talk in eighties, nineties. <laughs> you just gonna turn around and be like, Leon's here. That's great. <laughs> but that's the okay. So for me, like a prayer was definitely one where I was like, I needed some Madonna. I would like to thank the gays for helping me win this playlist because again, <laughs> when I was thinking divas, I was like, every gay has their own diva. So I just kind of like helped them guide wow. me <laughs> to which songs. And when I you were trusting that, like, the ancestors, <laughs> the gay ancestors, exactly, they lead me. And yeah. again, I looked at like a prayer, and I was like, "Oh, that's how you end this playlist." So that's yeah. great. Okay. okay. Can um, we, can really I... quickly, because I needed. I don't think I did my recap. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so my my full playlist is "Fantasy" by Mariah Carey, "If" by Janet Jackson, "Unbreak My Heart" by Tony Braxton. Telephone by Lady Gaga and Beyonce. Can't Get You Out of My Head by Kylie Minogue. One More Time by Britney Spears. Strong Enough by Cher. Supermodel by RuPaul. I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. And Like a Prayer by Madonna. Uh, again, a very, very gay playlist, but I make no apologies because I feel I mean, like we're I want. doing a, a diva list. It's like, you know. Uh, um, let me ask you this question the top diva for you. If you had to pick one. So here's the thing. As you said, I'm not, I am not in any place to pick who the top diva is. This is personal preference. This I can is... tell you who my diva was. Who is yours? every gay has their diva. 
and my diva that I adopted, and that's the thing, like when you when you realize that you have feelings for other men, your gay is assigned to you. You don't even have to come out. Your diva is just assigned to you <laughs> in that moment. It's like the, uh, your wizarding house. Exactly. Absolutely. Like, again, you haven't even come out yet. And then you just, you realize that you may have interest in the same sex and then they give you a diva. And yeah. that's the first step. Uh, and mine was Britney Spears. It was, oh, yeah. and it has been. She's always been my diva. Now, yeah. Beyonce is adult CJ's diva. Okay. Okay. Uh, but Britney was the original. Britney helped me, and I will forever be a Britney stan. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, it's it's Mariah. She's my, she's my top one. I mean, yeah. I, I don't get me wrong. Like I said, I think Whitney might be a better singer, but in terms of just the catalog, in terms of just like the endless slew of hits and number one albums, like I don't feel like anyone compares. Um, I also feel like her messy era is also uh a, a pivotal part of every diva's journey just to have an era where they're so messy and kind of cringe like that's just part of it so but like she's always been able to turn that into gold like yeah. obsessed with me ah yeah i mean like how can you even and yeah. then her like the idea that she would uh have the audacity to be up on stage during new year's okay. and then just kind of like phone in and be like look <laughs> the check ain't clear yet. So I'm like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and like, like oh Mariah's always going to let you know if she's in the mood or not. I and, love it. And uh, I kind of like again, we're we're talking uh, Rihanna levels of like just attitude and talent, and also uh, my husband used to work with her, and he's like, she's actually incredibly intelligent. Oh, and you have to be, yeah incredibly intelligent but that whole ditzy thing is an act and yeah. it always has been and i think that that is also very telling of someone who's like oh i'll give you what you want for me so i can keep myself for myself sure yeah um all right before we wrap bonus up tracks? but yeah what bonus tracks did you want to include but you couldn't find the space for or maybe didn't fit within the parameters okay i have a list there is the best by tina turner she's yeah. almost my end uh, I'm every woman. I I I was gonna do I'm every woman by Whitney Houston, but then I will always love you opened up, so I was like I can't do that. Then I was gonna do I'm every woman by Shaka Khan, another Ooh. diva, mm -hmm. but that was 1978, and I was yeah. like, God damn it. <laughs> um, and I think I mentioned most of my other ones. Oh, there are just two more that I have to shout, or three more that I have to shout out. One would be uh, X Factor by Lauren Hill. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I just didn't know where she, that went. And again, Lauren Hill deserved to be on the list. So I'm glad she's on yours. Yeah. I'm your baby tonight. Ooh. I was like, whatever Whitney, you want from me, I'm giving I was you just like, oh my God, how do I not put this song anywhere? It's the one I listened to the most, if I'm going to be honest, when yeah. I was making this list. It just, I, I, like, I, I used and I grabbed what I could. Um, and then he wasn't man enough for me by Tony Braxton. Mm, yeah. Just that was almost my earworm. 
because I like I can't express what that song means to me. I feel like that song is the ultimate diss track, and <laughs> I just love it. I could talk about that song for like hours. Amazing. How um, about you? What are yours? Yeah, a few other ones I had that I wanted to include, um, and I didn't know if they either fit the term diva. Or really, I was able to find a place for in the playlist. Um, How do I live? Leanne Rhymes. Yes. Yeah. Such an amazing song. I don't know if I would count Leanne Rhymes as a diva, but I feel like there's country divas. Like I yeah. was looking at Cheyenne, uh, Sh- Shania Twain. Twain. Feel like I was a looking woman. at Faith Hill. Like there, there's a few of them that I was like, oh, you can come in here too. Also, I felt the same thing about rap divas. Like I was like, oh wow, I would love to throw in Nikki. I would love to throw in Cardi. They don't fit within the time period, but they absolutely deserve a place in here. Um, and I felt the same way about, uh, gosh. Miley Cyrus, we can't stop. Like that was one that I wanted to throw on here too, and I was just like, really "Oh no, it. you're too late. You're too late. You're 2013." Yeah. So yeah, just and Adele. Like there were so many Adele songs that I was just like, "Oh no, you didn't even appear until like 2014." So this doesn't work. I love it. I love it so much. Um, one more, and you know what? Honestly, I feel like we'll have to do another playlist that's just like collaborations, iconic Ooh. collaborations. I like that. I did my Britney. I'm sorry, I did my Beyonce and my Lady Gaga to give me telephone. Yeah. But another one that I almost used as like a like slow down throwback was Heartbreak Hotel. Because we talking divas. Yeah. You give me a little Kelly Price, a mm-hmm. little Whitney Houston and Faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, come together. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, again, you guys, thank you so much for listening so far to Let's Make Another Episode of Let's Make a Mixtape. Remind you all to check out the links for the Spotify and YouTube. Vote on our socials who you thought had the better playlist. Um, reach out to us at Bro Meets World. We're still excited to jump back into season seven when the time is right. But until that day, we hope to see you soon at Bro Meets World Presents. Let's, Let's Make a Mixtape. This episode of Bra Meets World, Let's Make a Knit Mixtape, was produced by Siege and edited by Tony Curtis. Bra Meets World Presents is a two free tokens media production. Later, guys.